Can you imagine the delicate mindset of a woman, a person, who has control over reality? It means reality controls her. Imagination becomes the enemy. Structure disappears. Reality, eventually, as she knows it, starts to slip away, elude her, blur. Drama, conflict, tragedy, they become excuses to change the world to fit the imagine or image that she has for it. Anything she doesn't like, she can change. No matter how slight, people, places, things, everything is hers to change. But every time she does that, every time she gives in to her desires, no matter how noble they may be, a little more of her slips away. She loses herself. Her reason. Hello and welcome to episode 328 of Under the Cull of MS, a Mad Manapod episode. We are back online, back for the masses. Hopefully we can get back into the routine. So grab your big old book, your volume one of the Madman Madmaniverse Library. We are going to open it up to basically page 167 is where we're at. Starting the next adventure of Madman, which is Madman's Adventures. Number one from Tundra Comics, looks like. That's a surprise to me. I I don't know who Tundra Comics is, so I did not expect that as the company that was carrying Madman for this issue. But what do I know? I'm just learning this as you... You are learning it, other than the few things I have read in the past. So we're starting this out with a beautiful cover. Madman being attacked by these little balls with hands. <laughs> these unique little characters. Which I happen to have two of the only four very rare, limited, <laughs> unique action figures of these little ball characters but and someday i'll get some pictures of stuff and put them up on a, <laughs> a web page if i ever get my uh, podcast transferred over to some type of website and get my youtube channel and all that stuff going then you'll get to see all these cool things but until then you're just going to have to imagine it in your little brain. All right. Let's get ready to start reading. Starting out with part one. The air feels tangible. Almost thick. Flying to the highest possible altitudes. 
feels kind of like swimming to the surface from the bottom of a deep pool. You would almost think that it would be reverse. You would think the higher you go, the more constricted, tighter the atmosphere would feel, kind of like when you're getting deeper and deeper in a pool. And the lower you get in the air, the more release of pressure you have. And that would feel more like you're getting to the top of the pool. So when you're coming down from the sky, the lower you get, the closer to the top of the pool you'd be getting that type of structure or feel, in my opinion. But that's just me. <laughs> If you know me, then you know I like to point out things like that. So, all right. Something inside me lifts me up. And the harder I stroke, the faster I climb. Yeah, that's what flying feels like. It's like swimming underwater. Only I can breathe. Which is always weird to me. Because once they get above the atmosphere, how can they breathe? <laughs> I'm still having structure issues seeing these characters that fly into outer space without any type of gear on, any type of helmets, oxygen-related breathing apparatuses and stuff like that. El Bicnavini. El Bicnavini. What is he trying to say? Is that a certain language he's speaking? I'm not sure. But he likes saying it. For some reason, Madman likes saying it in here. But, and when I fly to where I want, I can tread the air, absorb the incredible view, or reach through the veils of space. With an exhale, I can dive towards the ground. Faster and faster, my clothing heats up from the friction. At the last possible moment, I pull up, swooping over the people who were once cruel to me. Now, they envy me. What a rush. El Biknivni. going to take me a while to get that one down if that's his little saying when he's flying El Beck Nibney <laughs> oh if I like that I think we might have to change that for him we'll see it feels so real get going invincible what who oh Um, I was just resting my eyes for a second. Get going. Come on now. Go find a nice warm cardboard box if you need a place to sleep. As the cop is just tapping on his bench that he's sitting in, just relaxing, kicking back, daydreaming. Cop has to annoy him. Can't just let a person sit and relax in the park. Everybody's a piece of crap to the cops. They're out. 
you look different or whatever. Yeah, stay calm. Man, oh man. I've got to hurry. Or I'll be late. Bread and butter. What the? Hey, you. Stop that. Get off the grass. You bring those flowers back. They're for everyone to enjoy. Madman steals a little bunch of red flowers right in front of the cop. Shame on him. Should know better than that. You don't pluck flowers from the park. Street beatniks. Madman sees a group of characters rumbling through a lady's purse who's laying knocked down on the ground. Hey, you guys, what do you, why don't you do the right thing and give the lady back her purse? Hmm? Why don't you come and get it, flower boy? You know, there's a cop just on the other side of this wall. Hey, cats, let's mess them up. And teach him about minding his own business. Hello, officer. Yelp! <laughs> Don't you think he's probably had enough? As these characters are kicking the crap out of someone. Who's not in there. Because Madman's sitting up above him. On top of a... Uh, blockade uh, partition staircase edging type thing he's just sitting on top of it then he drops out the old red yo-yo and starts snap cracking and popping the characters taking them down next time you have the impulse to fight someone Fight the impulse. Thank you so much. Please, let me give you something. Thanks. A stick of gum would be great. <laughs> she takes a stick of gum from her purse and runs off. Chews the gum. Runs through Snap City Park. Basically parkouring it through a bunch of Vehicles, walkways, buses, roofs, just running all over the city. Then he dives off the top of the roofs. So this handful of flowers that are pretty much trashed. Chewing his bubble gum away. Oh, <laughs> getting attacked by a cat. Yeah, he tried to jump up on me and fell. Kind of like Madman falling from the sky. He just lost control of where he was going. But <laughs> Frank, I told you that was bound to happen. As he fell and crashed through her flower trellis, broke everything alongside the 
Joe's house, ruining it. I'm sorry. I've made it every other time. I'll fix it. Don't worry about it. Are you alright? Yeah, I'm okay. I just feel stupid. I was worried about being late, and I wanted to impress you. What would impress me is if you'd use the front door and finally meet my father. He's home, you know. What if he doesn't like me? It won't let me see you. Let you see me. <laughs> I don't know what I'd do. Now, you listen to me. I'm over 21. And I have been making my own decisions since I was 12. Besides, I've already told him all about you. So he already knows you're wonderful. He just wants to meet you. <laughs> he knows you're an absolute Frankenstein freak. <laughs> I fell in love with you. No, she didn't say that. But <laughs> he's not going to like him. He's going to pick on it. It's just the way things go. So, you know, that's why he's just holding off on it. I'll meet him. If it means that much to you. Oh, Frank. Thank you. I'm sure they were very pretty. Talking about the flowers that he gives her that are pretty much all trashed and gone. Little pieces or bits and pieces are left of them. Don't worry about meeting Dad now. Come on. I have a surprise for you. Ow! As <laughs> she drags him away. Now close your eyes. I want you to be absolutely overwhelmed with what I've done. Close my eyes. Promise me you'll keep your eyes, your hands over your eyes and not cheat. Okie dokie, I promise. You can open your eyes now. Wowee, what's all this? Well, since you insist on wearing that outfit and never changing your clothes or washing them. <laughs> no, she didn't say I parted. <laughs> I thought you might at least compromise by changing it once in a while. So Dr. Bi Dr. Biofard gave me several lab suits for me to experiment. Gosh, they're swell. Thanks. You didn't have to do that. Yes, I did. Believe me. Which ones do you like the best? They all look terrific. And they all have Mr. Excitement's exclamation bolt on them. Go on. Try them on. As he tests them out. <laughs> we get the red and white suit. That's a standard. You'll see that. Down the road, we get a pink one that's kind of unique. Don't think I've ever seen that one. We got a green one that's got kind of a <laughs> baby carriage, uh, the the kitty kitty swing type of seat belt layout with the uh, suspenders on it. 
We got a blue and yellow one with wings and a halo. <laughs> it's like the red and white one. He's like, yeah. The pink one. He's, mm. The green one with the baby swing type pants. He's like, wool, too itchy. The blue and yellow with the wings and halo. He's like, nah, uh-uh. <sighs> He's got a military uh, kind of general style outfit that's green and orange. He's going on. Yasa, Nasa, Yasa, Nasa. He's got a blue one with a red belt. Yeah. Wabba. <laughs> Just dancing around in his outfits, playing around. And he's got kind of a flash-looking one, the yellow and red. Like, bam, zap, pow, kaping, <laughs> as he's flexing, showing off his outfit. I remember you telling me how much you liked that jacket you borrowed from Dr. Flem's assistant, Gail. So I got you one. Hmm. Oh, wow. I can't believe you, Joe. You're too much. Thanks. I wish I could give you something. You can come meet Dad. Yep. Dad. Frank's here. He'd like to meet you. Dad, are you home? Yes. I thought I heard you arrive. Come on in. Have a seat. It's a pleasure to finally get to meet you, Frank. It's a pleasure to meet you too, Mr. Lombard. You have a wonderful daughter. Yes, I know. She's taken care of me ever since her mother died. That is, when I was home. My work kept me away. Quite a lot of the time. So Josephine almost had to raise herself. What kind of work did you used to do, Mr. Lombard? I guess you could call it the extermination business. Corporations would hire... <laughs> Corporations would hire Dad to take care of pests. Right, Dad? Yes, that's right, honey. What do you do for a living, Frank? That's a proper question for a father to ask his daughter's suitor, isn't it, Frank? A living? Got this little cat clawing behind the backside of the couch as Frank's talking. <coughs> Frank's coughing away as... In the smoke cloud that's coming from the old man's pipe. Hmm. As Frank thinks it through. About what he's going to tell him that he does for a job. Well, sir. That's a difficult question to answer. <clears throat> Try. Hmm. I guess you could say... I'm a scientific research assistant. Yep, 
That's what I do. So tell me, Frank, what exactly do you do? I'm very interested to know. There's a giant noose parodying the scene. Dad, we're going to be late for the movie. We want to go to. Dr. Biofired and Dr. Flem are the scientists I assist. They're brilliant. They've received several grants for their projects. I told you that, Dad. And Frank is part of their ongoing projects on psychic abilities. How's that, Frank? Are you a psychic? Does any of this have anything to do with your uniform? Not exactly, sir. I was a licensed psychic for a time, but I've mainly been working. I'm sorry, Mr. Lombard. I'm a bit nervous. Gulp. The truth is, sir, I don't really know anything about myself, but bits and pieces... All I do know is sometimes I can touch people and see things. And and I think you have a swell daughter. Tell me then, son. Can you control it? Mr. Lombard, it's not like that. Honest. I have the utmost respect for you. Your daughter. <laughs> for your daughter. I'd never try anything she didn't. No, silly. He meant your psychic abilities. Can you control your psychic abilities? Oh, no, sir. Sometimes it happens, and sometimes not. Dr. Biofard has been a big help, though. Relax, son. I'm not grilling you. I'm simply interested. Joe seems to think the world of you, and for now, that's enough for me. Thank you, sir. And what kind of research are you doing for the doctors now? Actually, very little. Dr. Flem went back to Buzztown to work on a new project. And Dr. Biofar doesn't want any help on what he's doing. I guess you could say, I'm on vacation. Vacation? Then don't let me stop you from having a good time. You kids run off and have fun now. Here, honey, the date is on me. Thanks, Daddy. <laughs> and they go off. On their little date, frolicking through town. We can just barely make it to the movie. Do you really want to go? What do you mean? Don't you? Nah, not really. I just want to be able to spend time with you. Dolly. All right. Well, what do you want to do? 
Have you ever been to Yonder Point? I don't think so. Where's Yonder Point? Come on. I'll show you. That was quite a hike, Joe. Do you go here a lot? I basically hiked up to this nice little overlook area that overlooks the whole city from the outskirts of town. Basically a make-out point that every city has somewhere. Some little spot you can take someone to the submarine races or to make-out or whatever. So Frank asked her, that was quite a hike, Joel. Do you go here a lot? Basically asking her, are you a slut? You take a lot of guys up here. No, never. I've always wanted to, though. With the right guy. You've never tried to kiss me, Frank. Why don't... Why? Don't you want to? Yeah, sure. You mean, you'd like me to? And she jumps his bones and packs him. <laughs> Makes out with him. Smothers him. <laughs> Pins him to the ground. They have their fun atop the hill. Now Frank's all happy. Gosh, I guess you really do like me. I just can't bring myself to believe. Believe it, pal. <laughs> Why is it you're the only one that can't see how beautiful you really are? So what if you have a few scars? Is that all you can see? You have the richest soul of anyone I've met. I just wish I could see what you see. If I knew who I really was. I'm just... I don't want to hear any more... Of that. Is it the scar on your forehead you're so self-conscious of? If so, why not just part your hair on the other side? Oh. Well, haven't you ever heard the expression, looks are only skin deep? It's not so much the way I look. I like the way you see me. It's just the uncertainty. Like I'm being dangled in the center of existence. You're weird. Will you come see me tomorrow? I'll meet you out here so my dad won't interrogate you. What do you say? I'll be here. About seven. Seven heaven, eh? And he gets a kiss. It goes running off. Whooping away, all excited, all happy, screaming yes. Atop the bridge. Atop his lungs. I'm the luckiest guy in the world. <laughs> He's singing away, all happy. And I think we're going to end it there. 
And we're going to see what happens when he goes running off all happy and see if there's any disappointment for him in his future coming up. See what happens along the way. Looks like we're going to see some contact with the doctors coming up and stuff. But, but yeah. We're going to end it there for today. Made it up to page 185. Start up at page 186 next week. And I'm going to stop it here for a second and then come back with a little special extra right after this. Give us a little bit more All Red for the Mad Manipod All Red All Read. And we will get back to you in a flash. Okay, the extra bonus this week, extra All Red bonus, is I picked up issue number five of Defenders because it had an All Red cover. I didn't know what the cover was going to look like, so I picked it up. Anyways, just because it was all red. I'm pleasantly happy with it after reading the story. I get the gist of it, why they did this cover. So, that works for me. Otherwise, it's not a big fancy deal. It's something that I'd really want to grab to put up on my wall or anything like that. It's just, it's an all red cover so I like to have it in my collection but this is number five I did not read number one through four and apparently this is the final comic for the run you have Doctor Strange the Sorcerer Supreme well, I'm going to read the synopsis the story so far they have been say seven vert okay I can't even speak it they have been seven versions of reality before, or there have been seven versions of reality before this one. This, sorry about that. I, just, I don't have my glasses on. <laughs> and this eighth cosmos is now under threat due to Carlo Zoda, a rogue scientist who sent himself back in time to try to fix his mistakes. At the urging of the mysterious mass grader, Dr. Strange activated the Tarot of the Secret Flame and summoned a new team of defenders to hunt down Zoda. The spell brought them first to the Six Cosmos, where they allied with Taeya, the mother of Galactus, and then to the Fifth Cosmos, a realm of pure magic where the eldritch being Moridun, Moridun had enslaved the fugitive Zoda. Using the defenders as a living spell, Strange defeated Moridun and brought the defenders into an even earlier cosmos, one of abstractions and concepts. Cloud embraced a new form and chose to remain there, while the rest of the Defenders traveled deeper into the past. And the characters that were put together here were the Sorcerer Supreme, 
Doctor Strange, Master of the Mystic Arts and Leader of the Defenders for now. The Masked Raider, the mysterious bearer of the Eternity Mask, an ancient artifact made from the substance of the cosmic entity Eternity. The Raider took up the mask and the mission of its previous bearer, a repentant member of the scientific cabal, the Enclave. The Silver Surfer, a cosmic wanderer and previous herald of Galactus, the world eater. Harpy, Betty Banner, ex-wife of the Hulk, recently re-empowered with Gamma after her death and resurrection through the Green Door. Cloud, a nebula that gained human form via the influence of a cosmic cube and a chance encounter with teenagers Carol Faber and Danny Milligan, whose bodies and senses Cloud combined and co-opted for their own. And Taaya, basically T-A-A-I-A, a heroic sciencer from the sixth cosmos and mother of Galen of Ta, the infant who will one day become Galactic the Devourer. It's like she's the mother of Galactus and she's normal sized. It's like, really? You'd think she'd be giant sized or something, but nope. But, oh well. It's the first of me hearing of her. The name I recognized, but I didn't know that she was the mother of Galactus probably when I heard about her. But this was interesting. I did not read the first four, so I honestly thought I'd be completely lost, but I kind of got the gist of the story of what was going on and stuff. and Basically figured out most of what was happening by just reading this issue. But I am not sure where it's going to go from here. It's... What this uh, it talks about the defenders returning in the 2022, so it'll be interesting what's up with the whole storyline and everything. But I personally, I I'm not a huge Doctor Strange fan, but I'm becoming pulled into it more and more. I've been liking Stefan. Better and better the more I read. Defenders was a thing I always enjoyed as far as the group formations and stuff, but didn't read much of anything from it. But I always liked the groups that I seen on that were getting together in the missions, and I would definitely read this storyline. And get deeper into it. And I probably will pick up number one through four down the road. Since I got number five, I might as well have the first four. But it looked like it was an interesting story. A little bit confusing. But overall, I was happy with it. And after reading this story, I really liked the cover the way they did it. I'm sure. 
I don't know if all red ever, I don't think Mike ever wrote any storylines for the defenders. I'm not sure. I could be wrong. But I wouldn't mind seeing something. A short run done by him or something related to it. But, yeah, that was an enjoyable little little teaser and end tease. <laughs> it's like it's, I didn't even get the penultimate one. I got the end of the run. But definitely worth checking out if you're into the, the Defenders, those characters or anything like that. This is definitely... Looks like a good run to get your hands on at Marvel Comics. And of course, get yourself the all right cover when you get to issue number five. But that's it. That's all we really had. So hopefully you enjoyed that. Hopefully you're happy that we came back with the Mad Man and Pod. The voices, voice work was a little bit rough this week. They probably all sound the same with a little tweaking. But... Gonna have to put up with that until I figure out how to start speaking the way I want to speak. But be good to yourself, be good to everybody else. Have yourself a Genshi day. Uh, be good to yourself. And we'll talk to you again probably tomorrow. Take care. <laughs>